episode to me because tonight we're going to talk about Pokemon. Now I had this whole script to talk about each generation and talk about how fun it's been the whole time, but tonight's going to be a little bit different. I'll tell you stories from my childhood into now and see if we have the same outlook on this. So turn on your controller and join my game chat as we talk about Pokemon. I was about six years old when Pokemon came out, when it very first came out, and it came out in 1996. Now, 1996 was the middle of the 90s, and I feel the 90s was the greatest error of all time. Sorry about that. Greatest error or generation of all time. And that's just my opinion because I grew up in the 90s. And I remember the 90s, you had Power Rangers, you had the Ninja Turtles, you had Spider-Man, Saved by the Bell, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, you had all that 90s nostalgia. And what else could the 90s ask for? Well, how about Pokemon? Pokemon is what completed our childhood or basically completed the 90s. It was a phenomenon when it first came out. And I remember watching the anime first thinking that it's going to go ahead and be a game not knowing it was the other way around where it was a game first then an anime but I was six years old I didn't know what was what I don't know how it all worked I just knew it was going to be a game somehow so I thought hey I like Pokemon it looks really cool let me get it and I remember I remember begging begging my grandma because I lived with my grandparents at the time begging my grandma to get me a Game Boy and Pokemon Red, because I just like the way Charizard looked. He looked like a dragon compared to Blastoise. Not the same that I didn't like Blastoise, but I just thought Charizard looked more cool. So I begged my grandma, and I begged, and I begged for her to give me that. And she made me promise that I'd be a good boy, and that I'd never get in trouble. But I promised her. I said, no, Grandma. <laughs> I promise you I won't get in trouble. So she got me the game, she got me Pokemon Red, and then three weeks later, I got in trouble. I don't remember what I got in trouble for, but she said, you promised, and I said, I'm sorry. And so I was grounded maybe for a week, and that's it. I got let off the hook, so I was able to play my Game Boy the whole time, but I just had to sneak it around and make sure she didn't catch me. But Pokemon made my childhood. It was something I never experienced before. It was something that was going to be great, and I knew it was going to be great. Just how, just how much my friends loved it. Like me and my friends all loved this game at the same time. You know, you have certain games that certain of your friends like it, but not the other friends, and vice versa. Where certain of your certain games your friends like compared, and you didn't like certain games, but not with Pokemon. Everyone loved Pokemon and everyone either had Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue or within the later years Pokemon Yellow which is kind of like the very first predecessor to like Pokemon's doing sequels or you know Pokemon Yellow, Crystal, Emerald, Platinum, um, Black 2, White 2 like kind of those things but I'm, I'm getting way off topic you know so let's go back to the Game Boy and Pokemon Red. So I got Pokemon Red because Charizard is my favorite Pokemon. And I do have a top 10 list of favorite Pokemon. And if you want to hear my top 10 list, I have it at the very end of the episode. 
and I will go ahead and tell you the reason why I have that top 10. I have a story for each one of those Pokemon, and if you want to hear that story, you gotta you gotta stay to the end. You know that's that's how I gotta get you to listen to my episode basically. Um, but I do have a story for each one, and if you want to go ahead and compare stories, you can. We can go ahead and compare each Pokemon to each story. But anyways, so I remember booting up Pokemon Red for the very first time and that very famous intro and that cutscene in that song where Gengar's fighting uh, Nidoran, or Nidorino, I'm sorry, and it goes straight into the title screen, Pokemon, and there was Charmander right, right next to you. So I push start, and everyone knows that famous opening scene where Professor comes in shot and asks if you're ready for your Pokemon journey. And I was so ready. I was so ready to start this experience. It was, it was exciting. It was really exciting. So I started the game and you have a choice. And it's, it's one of the hardest choices I ever do in my life. Either between, either between Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. And I already knew I was gonna pick Charmander. That was a that was a no brainer. And well, I kind of lied. So I was a kid. I didn't know what was what. I was, thought Charmander was cool. Yeah, and I thought Charizard was really really cool. But I thought you had to pick Charizard just because he was on the cover art. That he was on the box art. So I thought, okay, I have to pick him because he's there. No. It, he still looked cool. I was going to pick him regardless, but that was just a little funny story that you had to pick him or you weren't going to pick anybody else. But I was a kid. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyways, um, so I started this journey, and it was fun because I would be at home playing, and then during after-school hours, it would be me and my friends, and we all sit around and gather, and we would play Pokemon, and we would talk about the anime, not really much the cards because we don't know how to play the cards but we would we would talk about the game and come up with strategies to help help each other out to get past a certain gym and i want to say you know going on this pokemon journey was the best journey of my life besides being a dad and the best boy, boyfriend ever i want to say that journey is in the top three you know being a dad's top number one sorry babe being the best boyfriend is number two and my pokemon journey is number three so that's my top list of journeys. Um, yeah, so me and Charmander started the journey. You know, we got me a Charizard, and he was the one that helped me beat Pokemon Red, and it was, it was good. It was a very good feeling that I had Charmander. He was my little buddy. And he helped me get through the Pokemon Gems, Team Rocket, the Elite Four, the Champion. And he he did it for me. He he helped me beat the game. And he would always be my favorite Pokemon. And unfortunately, I had to retire him because Pokemon Gold came out a couple years later. And I thought maybe he deserved to rest. You know, I was seven or eight at the time. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking that he, he deserved to retire. He... He did his part. It's time for somewhere else to take over. And so when I got Pokemon Gold, my first choice was either Cyndaquil, Chikorita, or Totodile. Chikorita was out of the picture. I didn't I didn't like the way it looked. So it was either between Cyndaquil and Totodile. 
it was a hard choice because Totodile looked pretty cool, but I like the fire type Pokemon just because of Charizard. So the choice was, it was 55, 45% chance, 55% chance, Cyndaquil, 45, Totodile, but I chose Cyndaquil. And Cyndaquil was my second partner error, and he's in my top 10 favorite Pokemon list. Like I said, you gotta stick to the end of the episode to see which one he ranks. But he was my second partner ever. And I was ready to go ahead and start this Pokemon Gold adventure. And like I said, by the time I was already eight or nine, you know, I had an understanding of the game. I had an understanding of the types and what what works and what doesn't work. But the new thing that I introduced were two new types, were Dark and Steel. So it was a good it was a good time to introduce those types and revamp the game and make you think again of what's super effective what's not very effective or resistance or no effective at all so you have to think all over again and like i said by that time pokemon was big like it was big around the world you know it was on games of course games uh tv commercials food toys cards even waffles you had a whole gengar on a waffle and i thought that was pretty cool i'm not gonna lie not saying nothing's bad, but that was pretty cool. And everything was everything was good. I was still it was it was a good time to be a Pokemon fan around that around that era. And I wanna say Pokemon Gold is one of the best sequels ever. I'm saying it right now, out of all the video game histories, you know Pokemon Gold and Silver were the top ten sequels of all time. You can go back you can beat the original game, get your get your eight badges, beat the Elite Four beat Lance because the, the Pokemon Red you were the champion at the end of the game but now Pokemon Red or Red was gone and so you had Lance as your champion so you beat Lance and then you had a chance to go back to Kanto and you had to beat all those gyms and I thought that was really cool because I'd never seen that happen before in a game especially playing Pokemon Red you completed your journey now you're on this new journey you can go back to your old one and prove to yourself that you can beat all 16 gyms and the Elite Four again and Champion Lance and so I did that they were tough they were really tough I'm not gonna lie but me and Typhlosion did it and when I found out that you can fight the old trainer from Pokemon Red and Blue you know Pokemon Trainer Red it, it blew my mind it blew my friend's mind because we didn't know you could do that. We didn't know there was a secret boss and you could fight him. And so you had to talk to Professor Oak and he told you you got to go to Mount Silver, Mount Cornet, if I'm not mistaken. But I took the journey and I traveled all the way over there. And I remember taking a team of Pokemon to fight. I had to, I had to train them up to make sure I was going to win. You know, I had my main Typhlosion. He was my main guy. I had my tank for Alligator because I had Pokemon Silver 2. And I started that journey with Alligator. I didn't really complete it, but I traded it to Pokemon Gold so I could have both Typhlosion and Alligator. So it was a win-win situation for me. Um, but I had Alligator. I had my Powerful Ampharos. He was, you know, happy. You know, he was my one of my other favorite Pokemon. It's not my top 10 favorite Pokemon list, but he was up there for a while. You know, I had my Ace, you know, that one Pokemon that will get you out of any situation. And that was my legendary Ho-Ho. 
He was very cool looking. I had to have him. I had my speedster Crobat, and he was fast. He could hit fast. He can hit hard. And then I had my little HM slave, Wooper. Wooper was very funny. I just like saying his name, Wooper. He was very funny. He looked we looked funny, and he could do rock climb with no arms. So I thought that was very funny. So I got to Mount Cornet. It was time to fight Ray. And what I was thinking when I was fighting him, I thought I was fighting my my player that I worked so hard in Pokemon Red to get the best Pokemon, the best team I had. Like I said, it was a self-motivation. It was me pushing myself to do greater things. It really turned something into what I believe today, you know? If I didn't push myself to do greater things, how would I ever know if I would accomplish things or if I ever tried, if I take risks, you know? Um, it was something that I keep thinking about to this day, that if I don't push myself, but if I don't do better what I did last time, how would I ever know, you know? It was something I still think about to this day. But anyways, you know, when I get back to the battle, it was, like I said, don't get me wrong, Fighting Red was one of the toughest Pokemon battles I ever had to do besides, besides Cynthia and Diamond and Pearl and Platinum. You know, it's Red, Cynthia... And then it was probably, let me see, probably blue, you know. Anyways, when I brought up my team, you know, my Flosion took out his Pikachu. Like I said, these, these Pokemon were high level. They were the highest level in the game. Even in the remakes, they're the highest level Pokemon a Pokemon trainer had. So when my Typhlosion took out his Pikachu, you know, I brought up my Fraligator, but it got taken down. You know, and then I took out his Snorlax, but then he took down my Ho-Ho. It was one of those back and forth where I lose a Pokemon, then he loses one, then I lose one, then he loses one, you know. But it all came down to our last Pokemon, and it was my Typhlosion against his Charizard. And at that moment, I thought to myself that this is, that's my Charizard. That's my buddy. You know, he was, he's my best friend. He helped me get through Pokemon Red. You know, he's my favorite Pokemon. I have a poster. I have a shirt. I have a plushie of him. You know, he was my favorite. And it felt kind of weird to take down my old buddy. But it was kind of like I have to do it to make sure that I can overcome the obstacle of being better. Doing better than I did before. So it felt good, but it felt kind of weird taking him down at the same time. But I beat Red. I beat my old buddy Charizard. And after that, I felt accomplished with what I did and what I can do from now on. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I did go back to Pokemon Red, and I did apologize to my Charizard that I took him down in Pokemon Gold. And I know it sounds weird and funny that I'm saying this to a pixelated character or a pixelated monster or a pocket monster, but that that's how I felt when I was little. You know, I had a connection to these Pokemon. And that's what was the main appeal with these Pokemon games is you have some sort of connection to them. They're your favorite Pokemon for any kind of reason. And that's what really got me into Pokemon was that one-on-one -on -one connection that I had. Like I said, it may sound weird. It may sound silly. But that's how I felt. And when I felt when I took down Charizard, like I said, it was something I had to at least apologize. Like, hey, I did this, but I know you wanted me to go ahead and do this. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. It was silly, but that's how I felt at the time. 
You know, by the time Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire came out, I was I was here in middle school. I was in uh, seventh grade, and in that time, my interest in Pokemon kind of kind of faded away. Not completely out of my life, but it just faded away. Um, at that time, I was you know into sports. I was into girls. I was into whatever middle schools middle schoolers were doing at the time. Like don't get me wrong, uh, like I still play video games. I still play all that stuff, but it was it was different for me because Pokemon was in the back of my mind. Um, I did I did try to play Gen three. I did try to play Pokemon Ruby. It, I thought the color was cool, so I tried to play it and I I got Torchic as my my starter, and I thought he was pretty cool. He was firefighting, and that was like the first combination. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool, and he was my Pokemon I started the journey and I stopped halfway um it's not like I didn't like Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire it's just I wasn't into it I couldn't get into those games and you know I know generation 3 is a very popular very 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 popular generation in games but I'm not saying there's anything wrong with generation 3 it probably is really 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 good but I just couldn't get into it but it's just what happens when you're growing up you're trying to figure out who you are and what you like and what you don't like you know especially going to high school when I went to high school my freshman year that's when Gen 4 came out with uh, Diamond and Pearl and like I said I was still trying to figure out who I was but I was more involved with school and sports than anything else I was into football and baseball and track and then you know going on dates with girls and then trying to get good grades at the same time and hang out with friends so I was doing all that stuff during the day but at night I kind of got to be myself you know I got to relax play my nerd video games you know get to watch Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and all the other anime and you know and try to play Pokemon and it's it was like that through I guess I want to say through high school because I had to kind of hide who I was at that time because you know back then still nerds weren't you know they weren't cool they get picked on and everything and I wasn't trying to get picked on so I had to hide that stuff I had to show that I wasn't into that nerdy stuff but deep down I was and it wasn't true who I was but when I got home I would play Pokemon Diamond and Pearl or Pokemon Pearl that's the game I picked Pokemon Pearl and Chimchar was the the Pokemon I started my adventure with and my journey was it was great you know I really thought the story to you know to Pearl was was good and the champion don't get me started with with Cynthia she was the hardest champion of everybody and it was it was kind of difficult kind of difficult I kind of kind of got you know the standard Pokemon that you're supposed to get in Pokemon Pro you know you got your starter you got your Luxray you got your Star Raptor you got your got your Lucario you know those you know the standard Pokemon that you're supposed to get and then two other Pokemon <laughs> but I played it I beat it and it was like I said it was a great game you know I, I, I really like did like uh, Diamond and Pearl if I had to say if I had to rank a generation that would be number two and it was number two for a reason because Pokemon Black and White and two were my favorite generation but when those games were getting out, it was getting kind of easier. Like I said, you know, Cynthia was a hard champion. She was very hard, but the games were easy. I was able to get through, you know, the challengers and the trainers and the Elite Four and everything like that. So I wanted to do something where 
I want to make the game harder. But, you know, we'll go a little bit. Let me explain something. So, in high school, I was worried about, you know, like I said, football, baseball, scholarships, and everything like that. So, not that much happened. Generation 4, I did play Platinum. I, I did love Platinum a lot. But, like I said, it was easy. It was real easy. And by the time I got out of high school... You know, I moved to California for four years, and I was up there for four years. And I did get Pokemon Black and White for the Nintendo DS. And I was real busy up there. You know, there, I couldn't do certain things. I couldn't do a lot of things up there because I was so busy. But I did try to play Pokemon Black and White. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. But, you know, I did play Pokemon Black and White too. And, you know... It was, it was my favorite generation. Those were my favorite games. It was really fun, and all the regions you got to visit and everything. Like it was, it was pretty cool. Where they got the concept of you know being in America and everything like that. And for that journey, I picked Snivy. I liked the way it looked smug and arrogant and looked cool. You know, it was a snake. It was snake grass, and I'm not gonna lie. I don't like grass Pokemon. But I want to say he was the only grass starter that I got. It was mostly fire type, fire types that I got, a little bit of waters, and then you know grass type. Like, okay, Gen one, it was Charizard. Gen two was Typhlosion. Then Gen three, it was uh, Torchic. Gen four, it was Chimchar. Gen five, it was Snivy. Gen six, it was Greninja. Gen seven, it was uh, Linen. Or, yeah, Linen, the cat. It was the cat. And Gen 8 was Score Bunny. Like I said, it's all fire. And then one, one of each. One grass and one water. I mean, I like the way Green Ninja looked. He was a freaking ninja. And he looked pretty cool. But I'll get into that in a little bit. But when I played Black and White 2, I was already on, I want to say three, four years. Three years of my fourth year living in California. And it was already time to move back. So I was kind of winding down on everything. And so when I was playing Black 2, I was looking up, you know, Pokemon and everything like that. And I did come across this thing called a Nuzlocke. And I know, I know some, of you, some of you may know what a Nuzlocke is. And some people don't know what the hell a Nuzlocke or even I'm talking about. If that's a new mode that you're supposed to input a code and there's a cheat code, boom, Nuzlocke mode. So no, it's not a, it's not a mode. It's, it's a challenge to the game. It's, it's a way to make the games a little bit harder on yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and read the official rules of the Nuzlocke. Not the official rules, but you know what I'm saying, the, the challenge rules. So the Nuzlocke challenge has, has only two rules that must be followed. Any Pokemon that faints is considered dead and must be released. The player may only catch the first wild Pokemon encounter in each area and nothing else. If the first wild Pokemon encounters, faints, or flees, there's no second chances. Now, in my opinion, this made the game more fun because you had to play with Pokemon you never played before. And you had to use them to your strategy. Like you could have, so let's say with, uh, let's say with um, Gen 3, right? You're playing Ruby and Sapphire Emerald. Your first Pokemon encounter is Zigzagoon. You have to catch him. And you have to play with him until he faints or you put him in the box or whatever. But I like that concept where you had to 
use Pokemon that you never used before. Because in all of these Pokemon games, you pick the strongest Pokemon or the best Pokemon or Pokemon that you liked. And you would win, and it essentially made the game easy. So this game, so this mode made the game actually a little bit harder to, to play with. And like I said, I started doing this, I started doing those like runs in Black and White 2. And that's what made me fall in love with the gen, the Generation Five, and those games a lot, cause it was, a, there was already a variety of mix of Pokemon, and it was fun. It actually became fun for me again. You know, I I did like Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, but they weren't fun, cause it was a little bit easy. Like I said, the only challenge was Cynthia, and I had to strategize. But this is what made Pokemon fun for me again, cause it was like a challenge for me, and I like challenges and. It was something that I love about Pokemon. You know, you have all these things and all these challenges that people come up with. And it just makes me, you know, realize that people still love Pokemon. And I'm not the only one that out there that maybe likes them, that had to hide, you know, who I was or what I was and everything like that. Um, you know, I started in Black 2 playing those logs and then went to Pokemon Y. And then I went to, you know, Pokemon Moon, and then, you know, the recent one, Pokemon Shield, you know. And one of my favorite Pokemon came from playing Nuzlocke. And, I, like I said, I'll tell you here in a little bit, but I, I want to tell you why I love Nuzlocke. So, like I said, you play with a Pokemon that you probably didn't even like, that you probably didn't even care for, or didn't even want to play with. But you end up liking them when you use them on their team because you have this little bond and attachment to them that they maybe you caught him from, you know, Route 1 or Route 3 or he was that one Pokemon that, you know, got you through these hard gems when everyone else, you know, died and he was the, the MVP, he was the clutch player of your team. And you got attached to him and you got that bond and you start to realize that he wasn't a bad Pokemon. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't as bad as you thought you know, he was, he was actually really good, and you end up liking him, you end up, you know, be, he, he ends up becoming your favorite, and so, that's what made me feel like I was going through, you know, I, when I was in high school and growing up, you know, till now, I wanted people to like me, you know, I wanted to prove to people that, you know, you can like me if you give me a chance, you know, it's, let me tell you a story, so, when I was growing up, like I said, I, I'm a nerd. I'm a true nerd at heart, you know. Like I said, I love anime. I love Deadpool. I love Vegeta. I love Pokemon. Like, I love all these nerdy things. But I had to hide who I was because I didn't feel like people would like me for who I truly was. You know, I had to I had to be someone else. I had to be the, the, the jock, the guy with, you know, the scholarships, the guy with, you know, all this all this stuff that, that wasn't me who I that that wasn't me. That was somebody else. That was a different person. But I wanted them to like me just because I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to feel fit in. But, you know, after playing a Nuzlocke, and, you know, I know it sounds so stupid, you know, thinking about it now that, you know, I played a Nuzlocke, I had to figure out who I was or what people really should like me for. But it, it's true, you know. So little by little, I started showing the real me. I started showing the nerdy me, the weird stupid me and then people still liked me you know they still want to be even you know I, sh I let the real me come out and they want to be around me more and so I guess that's what also why I like Nuzlocke just cause you know 
give somebody a chance and you end up liking them even more and they become your favorite and so people gave me a chance and they end up liking me more and end up giving me you know I ended up ended up being their favorite you know and the Pokemon I'm talking about that I didn't like I didn't care for and thought it was stupid was Ludicolo he was the dancing grass water type Pokemon and I thought he was stupid his design looked stupid and he was dumb so when I was playing Pokemon Shield I was doing my nose like run and I needed a water type Pokemon I was like okay I'll go get one the first encounter I got was a little Ted and I was like oh man I was like all right cool I'll I'll, I'll use them until I get a, a magic card because that's what I needed to get I didn't end up getting my magic card so I had to end up using a little Ted and then he evolved and I was like, okay, great. You know, where can I find a water stone or whatever? So he got me out of some, some clutch situations. You know, he saved my run when, you know, my best Pokemon were fainting. He was still there. He got me out of tight spots with his special attack and his, you know, his rain dish. And, and he, he really saved my run. And I got a real bond and attachment to him, you know, that he was the go-to Pokemon for me and I got him to the end and he beat you know he beat I guess you know the tournament and he beat Leon with me and he became you know that 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 star that's you know that that person that you end up liking at the end you know and that was me you know we I say we like he he was real uh but it's that's Pokemon for you. You play these games and you make those those special bonds with that Pokemon and it's so real. But Ludicolo, he was my you know, he was he was my star player in Pokemon Shield, you know, my Nuzlocke run. And I it was great. I love I loved that, that run. It was my favorite run. He's now my top ten favorite Pokemon. You know, I I'll tell you my top ten list here in a little bit, but it was it was something I had to adjust to and like I said still to this day I'm, I'm still my nerdy self I have you know friends who like me for who I am I have people who like me for who I am like the actual me and I really have to thank it to the Nuzlocke runs so we're gonna go ahead and get into my top 10 favorite Pokemon now if you want to go ahead and compare your top 10 or your favorite pokemon just go ahead and send me a dm or comment on my instagram at midnight gs if you want to go ahead and say your favorite pokemon and why i will go ahead and say it in the next episode before i start the episode so if you want to go and do it like i said just go ahead and dm me or comment on my instagram at midnight gs but let's go ahead and get into my top 10 so my top 10 pokemon or number 10 is luxury you know, he helped me out with my diamond and pro runs, and he had a cool design. Uh, my number nine is Magnuson, because when I first started doing Nuzlocke, I started getting black too, and he was one of the MVPs of my run. You know, half my list is because of that black two run. So, it was a very, 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 very fun, good experience, but Magnuson was number nine, because he looked cool, by the way, but he did help me out in my run. Uh, number eight, Superior. Like I said, part of that black two run. I like the way, you know, she looked. It was a girl, you know, conveniently, you know, the one in the anime was a girl, so this one had to be a girl too. But she was a girl, she helped me out through my run. 
you know, Grass wasn't really effective in that game, but she made it all the way to the end. And she was, she is my favorite Grass, one of my favorite Grass Pokemon. So, number eight, Superior. Number nine, number nine, number seven is Arcanine. And he was part of my Black 2 Nuzlocke run. And he, like I said, was one of the main VPs that got me through the game, the Elite Four, and Irish, the champion. If it wasn't for him, I probably would have lost the run because he got me out of a lot of, you know, clutch situations just because the way he used extreme speed and his flamethrower and his intimidation. So number number seven is Harkonnen. Number six, Lucario is another black two Nuzlocke run favorite. Like I said, he was actually the MVP of my game. You know, him and a Rover Spear, Dragon Pulse, you know, having all that special attack, like, really helped me out through the run that got me through Iris. And so he was the one, like I said, that got me through the whole run of the Black 2. Like I said, if I lost him, I would have lost the run, hands down. Number five is Houndoom. You know, I didn't really get to play Houndoom that much. I liked the way he looked. You know, he was a dog. He was a fire, dark Pokemon. And I liked the way it looked. You know, there's something about that, that demonic look that I like a lot and it was cool to have like a Pokemon with like skeleton bones or little bones on him and horns the way he looked I thought he was like an evil Pokemon and he looked really really cool and that's the only reason why I like Houndoom like don't get me wrong I did use him and he still was pretty good but it was more like the design look growing up that I loved Houndoom so Houndoom number five number four Vaporeon so basically in all my runs when I need like a water Pokemon that I'm not used to any other water Pokemon, Vaporeon is my go-to Pokemon just because of his high defense and he could help me with stalls and everything else. And he just looks cool. He has a cool design. He has a slick, cool water design. And he's always been my favorite evolution out of all the evolutions. So Vaporeon is at number four. So now we're getting to the top three. Like I said, my number favorite three Pokemon <laughs> is Ludicolo. Like I said, he was the unexpected Pokemon that in my Nuzlocke was the MVP. Like I said, he was the MVP of my Shield Nuzlocke run. And he got me through a lot. Like I said, he reminded me of me. Of, I thought no one was going to like me just because of the way I, I am or looked. But he changed my mind. And he became one of my top three favorite Pokemon because of that. I never thought I would give him a chance, but look what happens when you give when you give <laughs> when you give Pokemon and when you give some people a chance, they will just surprise you. All right, so you already know my top two Pokemon. That's this not a side debate. Number two is Typhlosion, and he was my second partner ever. You know, when I was a little kid, started my run. Even when I was playing Pokemon Legend Arceus, I was like, I was going to pick him no matter what. And he was his cool design, spoiler if you haven't played it, the ghost fire type was pretty cool the way he looked, you know. And I'm so glad that they brought him back and they gave him this form because I feel like he was left out out of all like the generations and the Pokemon that got Megas and everything like that. Um, I felt like he was underrated, but, you know, I'm kind of glad that they brought him back and they gave him this form. And he was, like, one of the first Pokemon I got to level 100 besides, you know, I think Fralligator and, like, Raichu. Um, he was cool, and he got me through Pokemon Gold. And I just had a lot of great memories growing up with him. And, you know, I still have my old Game Boy color with Pokemon Red and Pokemon Gold. 
and he's still there in my Game Boy. And number one, of course, was Charizard. He was the he was the very first Pokemon I picked. You know, he's the one that got me into Pokemon because of the way the box cover looked. Not, you know, the anime had to do with it, but he was the one that really, really got me into it. And you know, he looked so cool, and the way he, you know, the way he was in the anime, and the way he he um, just <laughs> okay. I know I'm getting t- tongue tied and twisted, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit of story about him. So, like I said, Charizard is my he's my favorite Pokemon, and you know when I was a kid growing up, you know, I to me he was my best buddy. You know, like he he has got me through a lot of stuff. You know, people may look at me that I'm weird that I'm saying it, but you know he is my favorite Pokemon, and I do you know have posters of him, or a little shirt, or a little Funko Pop. Pokemon cards or everything but you know he you know he was my childhood you know your favorite Pokemon is part of your childhood or your reason why you love Pokemon or anything like that just cause you know it, it was that nostalgic feeling of him coming up in the games and him just being a part of my Pokemon journey from when I was a little kid to now like in every game I have to have a Charizard no matter what I have to have him I have to trade for him or I have to go to my Pokemon home breed a Charizard and you know raise Charmander up I had to have a Charizard in my game and I want to kind of go off script here and we're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield the reason why we're going to talk about that is mainly because of Leon so Leon of course is the champion of the Galar region and he started his journey out when he was 10 years old. His first pick was a Charmander, and he's never lost a battle. You know, when I read that and saw that, I was like, this is me when I was a kid. You know, growing up, I picked Charmander. Uh, to me, in my opinion, I never lost a battle. And I really thought that was the greatest Pokemon trainer ever. And, you know, in some way... Leon was representing me and maybe you and other kids that grew up when they were 9, 10 and their first pick was either a Charizard, a Blastoise, a Venus or whatever Pokemon you pick. This was basically us all growing up in the Pokemon world and you know he had all these endorsements, he had the hat, the Pokemon, the best Pokemon and all this other stuff and I thought it was really cool how I don't know if it was intentional or what they were thinking, but that they thought that this was all of us growing up and this was who we were going to be as a Pokemon trainer, that we were going to be the champion. And I thought it was a really cool nod, but of course, eventually, you beat Leon. <laughs> you know, spoilers alert, you beat Leon. And it's this line that gets me, you know, my time as a champion has come, but what a champion time it's been. Basically, he's saying that, you know, his time is up. It's time for the next generation to go ahead and be who they want to be and be that next leader or that next champion. And I have a daughter, and that's how I feel, that she's going to be the next greatest thing ever. Or our kids are going to be the next greatest thing ever, if you have kids. But that's what I think, that our time is up, and now it's our kids' time to grow up and be that next great thing and that's what made me feel 
we were Leon or I was Leon or anything like that. You know, it was, it was a little something that I thought about that I need to go off script. But, you know, yeah, that was that was my little off script moment. start the games out from generation one to whatever generation is still current with her when she's older but you know she is gonna have her own journey with her very first partner Pikachu with her very first partner Eevee and I can't wait for her to grow up and see what her journey with Eevee is gonna be like and that's all I have for you tonight and I want to thank y'all for listening to me about my Pokemon journey on this adventure um thank you for listening to me tonight and i hope you enjoyed tonight's episode and join me next time for the next episode and i'll give you a hint on that one too since i give you a hint on this one so this one i played in the mid 2000s on pc it was a very popular mmo mmo rpg game so 
So if you haven't figured it out, or if you did, like I said, DM me on Instagram, MidnightGS, and I'll see if you're right or wrong. But until then, 